This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski. Lion stuff is just, oh my God, I just want to vomit. Aaron Hawksworth. Woo! That's all I have to say to that. And Ed Egros. We will do the work for you. On the BetQL Network. I am backing the Bears in this contest. It is a whole nine O's bet. I think Chicago can cover this number in large part. You know, the line is moving in the right direction. I don't think it's going far enough. I think my model has this closer to say four and a half to four because I think Chicago can at least cover this number. And it goes back to something we talked about with Sam Howell a lot. And it's all these sacks he's taking, Aaron. All those sacks he's taking. That's right. Happy Football Friday, one and all. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Hey, joining us on the program today, John Daigle shares his favorite prop plays for the weekend, and Kenny Ducey previews the division series in Major League Baseball's postseason. But first, we react to Thursday night football, and the Bears have ended the losing streak. Maybe Sunday wasn't a fluke after all, as they absolutely shellack the Washington Commanders 40-20. to Of course, they cover the six. This game flies over the over. If you went on the Bears' money line, you cashed at plus 220. Bears, only team in the National Football League to go over in every single contest. They're now 5-0 as far as that's concerned. DJ Moore with a monster night, eight catches, 230 yards, and three scores. A lot of bets we got right, a few bets we got wrong. Joe, you were correct on the over. I was, of course, correct on the side. Aaron, your Samuel turned out just fine. Your Howell rushing prop also went over. But as far as what we got wrong, Joe, my condolences to your survivor play. Yeah, yeah. I'm in three different survivor pools, the one with the biggest money. That's going to go the distance. I did go Washington, but that's because of the rules. We talked about it on the show. Miami and Detroit, the two big favorites this week. They both play Thanksgiving week, so I wanted to save them. And this of, of the mid-range teams, point spreads, this is the only one I could get to and uh, dead wrong. You know, something that I've noticed over the last couple of weeks is when there are a lot of players down in the secondary, it doesn't mean that team is down and out for the game. That's exactly what we mm-hmm. saw yesterday uh, with that Bears game. A few other examples recently where you see teams are missing their entire secondary, but they are still able to find a way, scheme their way out of it. Howell dropping back 60 times last night due to the game yeah. script. That's why we talk about game script so much with prop betting. 
They fell behind early. I couldn't believe the score we were watching. The money line, 14 to 1, entering halftime on the Commanders. But 60 dropbacks and taking five sacks. We talked about that again and again. So now he's taken 29 sacks on the season. Even a Bears team that only had two sacks in four games still got to him and still took him down. I mean, there are a lot of ways to go, but I'll I'll start with the commanders. They stink. They are god-awful mm-hmm. at every level of that team. Whether we want to talk about the head coach, the, the vaunted defense that we heard about, that, oh, they're going to bring so much pressure. Let me tell you, that Bears offensive line that was mixed and matched with a bunch of non-starters, they kicked their ass. The Bears offensive line won that. Uh, DJ Moore, of course, fantastic. The secondary is pathetic for the commanders. How many times is Forbes going to gamble and miss? Like, dude, you were doing it all night to DJ Moore, and he is burnt toast all night. That was unbelievable. (laughs) Logan Thomas with an idiotic play, like fighting for a half a yard after you already have the first down, ends up turning it over. Aaron, Sam Howell ain't it. (laughs) He's not, not from what I've seen so far. No, and we heard about that in the off season, you know, that he didn't look that good. And then there was, oh, he looked great. And it was just hard to believe what is really going on here. The other thing is that I thought about was there were some commanders trends. Ron Rivera, bad record with short turnarounds. The primetime thing for Washington dates back so long. And I kind of threw that out like this is ridiculous. Well, It wasn't. I I said it yesterday. I have this weird feeling. I'm flip-flopping. I don't know why. It wasn't based on any actual real facts. It's just the commanders seem to do this kind of stuff in prime time at home, too. It's weird. And so I I didn't end up betting the side. Glad the props uh, went well. But also the commander's defense, absolutely embarrassed. It's crazy. I remember uh, during, was it minicamp, a player told me that he felt like some of the players on this commander's team don't really have that fire to want to win. And it kind of stuck with me. Like if you don't have guys that are like super motivated or have that it factor to be really competitive, maybe that's a little bit of what we're seeing here too. I mean, it was one guy made the comment, but... I don't know how you, I mean, the enemy's looking embarrassed, Rivera, everybody. Against a mediocre at best Bears team <laughs> who hadn't won a game yet. Mediocre's kind. Mediocre's oh, I wouldn't call it mediocre, Aaron. Oh, no. 14 game losing streak. They're mediocre. Yeah, I mean, Justin mediocre, Fields at the offense is, is looking better, but the, who have they played, right? I guess you could make that. Yeah, argument. no kidding. <laughs> No kidding whatsoever. It's so funny that like all of these commanders trends and these Ron Rivera trends, they are much, much worse than a 14 game losing streak, a losing streak. But that doesn't matter because of all the primetime things and and exactly what you're articulating, Aaron. It, It is nonsense that the Bears would go into Washington and just dismantle them the way that they did. Give some kudos to DJ Moore. We need to do that because Mm -hmm. he was fresh off of being in an offense in Carolina where he was the guy. It was obvious who was getting all of the targets. And now it seems like that may be happening again in Chicago. And yet in this game, Moore had 141 receiving yards over expected, roughly 40 more than any other game in his career. That's how bad this commander's defense is. Targeting him outside the numbers a lot. Trusting him to stay in bounds. His go and hitch routes were spectacular. 
Washington put different cornerbacks on him like Fuller and Forbes, and it didn't matter. He did whatever he wanted, and that's why the Bears got out to that huge lead in the first half, and they were it was really never in doubt as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah, the commander scored some points in the second half, but it was just too little too late. Yeah. You just can't trust Sam Howell because any play, it seems like any drop back, there could very well be a sack because that's just a problem that he has. And it's not getting remedied anytime. Joe, when it comes to your survivor play, I, I promise, I promise I am not saying this as a kind of, I told you so I promise I'm not doing that. But if you remember week one, when we took commanders in our Circa Survivor Pool over the Cardinals, yep. and it was a massive sweat, I believe all of us collectively said, oh, thank goodness we don't have to pick the commanders again. Yep. You picked the commanders again, Joe. I know. I know. I mean, what do you want me to say? It's nah, bad pick. It's bad pick. I mean, what the hell? I got it wrong. Thank you. I know. <laughs> I'm quite well aware. I never felt comfortable with it. And I... Right. God's honest truth. Like when I mm -hmm. saw the news that Dick Buckus died, I said, that's a loser. It was over before it started. Honestly, mm. like, I, I felt that. And if it wasn't going to happen last night, if it wasn't going to happen in this game, it, I don't know when the losing streak was going to end for the Bears. And I was curious how they were going to bounce back after that loss on Sunday. And I think you've got to have some optimism for some players, not maybe not the entire team, but some players on this team, maybe not for Eberflus, even though he did a good job and we're not talking about now him getting fired, but yeah, we've got to talk about DJ Moore here. I mean, mm. the bears have been around since 1920. That is the second most receiving yards in a game ever, ever. They've been around over a hundred years, 230 yards last night. Now they don't have great history of receivers, but it's certainly worth pointing out. I don't understand why offensive coordinator Luke Getze needs so much of a learning curve at the start of the year. And last year it was, oh, yeah, everybody's right. Maybe I should do some designed runs with Justin Fields. And then this year it was, hey, hey, you know, you make this trade for this big playmaker. Maybe you should get him the ball. His name is DJ Moore. He's your wide receiver number one. Like, why is this taking so long? When Fields, when Fields throws to DJ Moore. This is now five games. When Fields throws to DJ Moore, Fields has a perfect passer rating. He is 27 <laughs> wow. for 34, 531 yards, and a perfect passer rating of 158.3. What is taking so long? What is? And part of it was on the se terrible secondary of Washington. The other thing that we've talked about many times, and a lot of people are talking about it, why aren't other teams doing the tush push? We saw it a few times. Did you not think like, hey, when you went for it on fourth down a week ago when you were trying to win the game, maybe you should have done this play last week and you are sitting at two and three. But at least he's learning from his mistakes, Luke Getty is. But yeah, we, we've got to give credit to DJ Moore and Justin Fields. I know these were advantageous matchups and it was the Broncos last week. Maybe the worst defense we'll ever see. And it was the commanders this week, but you still have to perform. And in the last mm -hmm. two games, Fields has eight touchdowns, one interception, a rating of 131. And after those first three, he had three touchdowns, four interceptions, a 67 rating. So I hope he stays healthy and the Bears can sit back and evaluate him all season.
MVP? Just kidding. Stop. Uh, I was thinking people about hold, it, People are holding those. People are holding those tickets. <laughs> I know. I remember. If you're on that Bears team and they lose again, just from a pride perspective, like if especially for your own career, you don't want to say you were a part of this terrible Bears squad that was winless throughout however many games, you know. And I think maybe some of that played into their motivation last night too um, because they don't want to say they were on that team and that they can't win. And maybe they, they are more competitive than I thought they were. Mm-hmm especially given that situation that that definitely makes a ton of sense how about we move on now to uh our london game happening sunday morning between the jaguars and the bills uh buffalo is a five and a half point favorite here and i actually want to start out with a question to you joe because the bills left for london yesterday just like the falcons did a week ago and i'm convinced that you want to leave at the beginning of the week meanwhile the jaguars Mm -hmm. have had a full week plus just to get acclimated to being in London. So the line is five and a half. I looked at my model. If this game were to be played in Buffalo, it would be eight and a half. So my question to you is, if we assume eight and a half is what it would be if the game were stateside, is all of this travel and you know jet lag and all that stuff worth three points? Or should we handicap this differently? I wish I knew, man. This is something we haven't <laughs> seen before. That's what makes this London game so challenging. We haven't seen a team that is playing internationally in back-to-back weeks. So the Jaguars, they understand the travel, and there's no travel for them. Is it worth three points? Maybe. I do know this, that I don't really like going, uh, following a team, meaning the Bills, after they just have their all-out performance. Like You could make the case that that was their Super Bowl last week at home against the Dolphins, and the performance played out. And then now if we look at the last three weeks, they've outscored teams 123 to 33. I repeat, 123 to 33. And a week ago it was, yeah, that's nice. Good job, Bills. But you haven't played anybody. Now you get the Miami Dolphins. And guess what? That continued. So we're at a plus 90 over three games, and you're dealing with the Trey White injury some other injuries. Von Miller's traveling. So I'm assuming he's playing. You don't travel to London for a vacation, (laughs) right? In the middle of the NFL year, as you're starting to get back or you're very close. So I find that interesting. As far as the point spread of the total, I don't really have anything there. Uh, Cam Robinson, he's eligible to return the Jaguars left tackle. So that could be big for them. Look, uh, Christian Kirk's been the guy lately. He had 12 targets last week. Last three games, 32 targets, 23 receptions. His number's four and a half receptions, 54 and a half yards. That's the only thing that I would take a look at in the London game. Yeah, in terms of the Jags, like I don't know which version of them is going to show up. Are they going to start to get things going, especially offensively? And being out there this long, is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? Like, do they have their families there? Are they doing sightseeing? Are they making friends? Is it a distraction? (laughs) I have no idea because as Joe said, we've never seen this before. I'm also looking forward to Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. One Josh Allen has six sacks. The other is just getting going offensively. Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, they're all starting to step up and be consistent. This is tough. Ah, I kind of just want to stick to some props. I looked at Josh Allen over one and a half passing touchdowns. 
I may pass on a side here. I think I'm going to pass on a side as well, but one prop I do like, this could be a Gabe Davis game. His receiving yard total is 40 and a half. I like the over in that one. I think if Stefan Diggs is completely bracketed, that's going to open things up for him, and it's only going to take one to two deep passes for him to hit that number. So that's my prop for that contest. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, bets for Texans, Falcons, Titans, Colts, and many, many more as we dive into the Week 5 NFL card right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.